Welcome to the Next Level Leadership Small Business Owner Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Vizanar. In this podcast, you'll learn the strategies, processes, and mindset to take you, your teams, and your organization to the next level. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ben Vizanal. And before we begin, I first must apologize to you guys, because as of late, I have been a little bit absent. As most of you know, I live in South Louisiana, and over the last few months, we've been hit with storm after storm and all the other fun stuff. And as of right now, at the time of this recording, we're just a couple hours away from Hurricane Delta making landfall. Yep, you heard that correct. In just a little while, the eye of the storm will pass right over me. That's the level of dedication I have to you guys. Okay, I'm just picking, but really, the hurricane is legitimately heading this way any minute now. Now, despite all the tragedy I've had this year, or we've had in this area, and we've all had, of course, 2020 is, well, it's 2020. Despite all the fun stuff we've had going on this year, the lack of power and the lack of drinkable water, I've actually been somewhat productive. I finished my second book. I've created an online small business coaching e-learning platform, and I've started on my third book. And uh, you can download my newest book, which is called Explosive Small Business Growth, for free. From my website, which is explosivesmallbusinessgrowth.com. That's my new website. Check it out. Also, while you're there, check out the free training I have um, on how to get unlimited clients and customers all without spending a single dollar on advertising. And if you want to know how I find any small business owner $10,000 in additional revenue in just 45 minutes or less, reach out to me via my website as well. I'd love to talk to you and I'd love to help you grow your business. Now, before we lose electricity, let me tell you about today's show. Andy Goldstrom is a two-time Inc. 500 business owner. He's the author of the book, Grow Like a Pro, and he's the managing partner at Midcourse Advisors, where he helps companies grow profitability and do it fast. On today's show, Andy shares his top tips for growing any small business quickly, and he shares the four strategic shifts that businesses need to make to not only sustain themselves today, but also position themselves for growth tomorrow. And with that, let's listen in on the interview. Andy, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Well, we're excited to have you. I know you've got a lot of uh, interesting things to talk about, but for our listeners that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about what you do and who it is that you serve. Sure. I um, am a small business growth expert um, and strategist, and I work with small to medium-sized service business leaders, who, and I help them focus on the right pursuits with the right tools and methodologies to scale their businesses and grow rapidly. Uh, and I do that uh, mostly with service businesses and I leverage my experience as a two-time Inc. 500 business owner uh, to be able to help business owners and leaders knowing that I've been in their shoes before, having you know started a business several times, having worried about how to get those first customers, worried about the next sale, worrying about payroll, worrying about things I couldn't control. And so I can empathize and understand. And I've also made a lot of the mistakes that I can help people avoid. And so that's kind of what I focus on. Yeah. And um, just to, to, to point out, a lot of people don't realize we talk about coaches and consultants. A lot of them have you know, got an MBA and they've gone to to school and they've, they've worked for some larger companies, but you've, you know, you're sort of like me, you've, you've started small businesses, you've worked in the trenches and there's a, 
there's a lesson that comes from working and starting a business from scratch and failing a few times, right? No doubt. Um, well, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 well, I sell against that all the time. There are a lot of consultants out there for sure. Some of them by choice, some of them not by choice. Um, I've always liked, you know, when, when I, even when I was with the larger firms, I would, uh, often enjoy being on the service provider side because I get to experience helping solve problems and provide value amongst a lot of different industries with different clients. And so, um, you know, there are a lot of people who have great corporate experience and they've gotten a lot of resources and probably learned a lot and been able to apply a lot. So I don't take anything away from them uh, and their strength at all. But when it comes to rolling up their sleeves understand and understanding what it takes sometimes uh, they haven't been in that environment they're used to having more resources they're used to not you know and they're not used to the speed of which things change um, having succeeded and failed and so um, you know so um, I'm able to connect a little bit better as a result of that and um, you know but certainly appreciate what people who have good corporate backgrounds can bring to the table also no doubt about it um, now, obviously, we want to talk about business growth, and I, and I know you've got some, excuse me, business growth, but I know you've got some some tips for that. But before we kind of move on to that, we're, we're recording this in the middle of July, and I think we would be a little bit remiss to to not discuss the COVID situation and what people maybe need to do to pivot or change some of their behaviors uh, around what's going on. Uh, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about you know your thoughts and uh, you know how how people can maybe. Uh, modify or you know what the impact of COVID has had on small businesses what are your, what are your thoughts around that well I, I i think it's a really tough time i mean we, we you know no matter how you sugarcoat it people are suffering uh whether it's just that they're stuck inside more than they would like to or you know frankly their businesses is being hurt uh you know either hampered or shut down or they're dealing with people that they know and or love who were sick because of this COVID thing. And so there's a lot to um, unbundle (laughs) from all that while you're still trying to survive each day. And, um, and so, but noting that, you know, our, our, our economy and our, you know, has been through ups and downs before some of them pretty bad, um, including 2008 with the financial meltdown, including the dot, bomb and 9-11 and, you know, uh, about 20 years ago and even, you know, the SNL crisis before that. And each time, um, the people in the firms that are able to adjust um, and continue to move forward are the ones that succeed. And, and you know, what, peop- what a lot of people have done is they operate out of uh, fear and uncertainty and, um, and they really you know, can't be doing that. And, and so what I try and do is provide data driven guidance and a methodology that helps take risk out of these, these decisions. Um, so people feel more confident in the path that they uh, are moving forward on to achieve their goals. And, uh, and so, you know, the, there's a saying, the best time to have planted a tree was 20 years ago. And the next best time is today. So whether it's a, you know, whether it's a, a new business or an existing business that you're trying to adapt to, um, 
you know, you just have to be able to move forward. And there are ways to um, move forward where, you know, you can actually do the right things to sustain your business as well as grow your business. And we can talk about that as well. But I think the thing is, is, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. Uh, and, um, and it's just really important that you take the time now because you have some extra time to actually invest in the thoughts about what's going to make your value proposition unique to the changing needs of customers. I agree with you. And I think that, uh, something you really called out there was about, you know, fear and using data. I think a lot of, uh, business owners, just people in general, we make, you know, we make decisions based off of fear. And unfortunately, those are the, sometimes the worst decisions because uh, they're irrational because they're driven by fear. Um, but you know, you, you mentioned using data. And I think that's the key is we, we've got to make logical and sound decisions based on, uh, what we know and not what we think we know, right? Definitely. I mean, there are a lot of people who, you know, cook up a new recipe in the kitchen without having anybody taste it and think it's great. And then when somebody tastes it, they said, oh, this doesn't taste so good. It's a little too salty or a little too spicy or, you know, uh, not quite my cup of tea. And until the customer actually provides feedback, um, you know, you don't have uh, data. And one of the things that... Um, I talk about with leadership is, is, you know, leadership is so important nowadays. One of the things is, that's really important is to be able to do your homework. Um, and there are ways to do your homework, you know, to be able to make sure that you have the proper information to move forward because, um, you know, right now, uh, you know, things are moving so rapidly that, that, um, you know, if you don't do it right, uh, it's gonna, you're really gonna fall behind and poor, and, and resources are finite. I mean, people don't have unlimited cash <laughs> or unlimited time. Uh, resources are actually depleted right now. So being able to go about it the right way is kind of important. I agree with you, man. I, I appreciate those, uh, the tips and, uh, and the insights on, on, on COVID. I want to get into, so you have, um, you know, a top five pitfalls that sort of derail small business growth. Uh, and that's really why, you know, what we had you, we wanted to have you on the show. Um, talk, let's talk about that a little bit and what you've seen in your experience of what, you know, what stops businesses from growing. Okay. Well, the two things that stop a business from surviving are customers and cash, right? If you run out of either of those, you're done. So, um, so, you know, you need to get both of those. And as I referenced earlier, you know, in order to get customers, you have to understand what their needs are. So the first pitfall is uh, people try and go about solving the wrong problem. And I think I referenced that just now about doing your homework. So there are several ways to solve the right problem. Um, and problems keep changing with people. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the needs of companies right now, if you talk to companies you know, six months ago, they wouldn't say that they needed, you know, enhanced cleaning services the way they do now, you know, or, you know, different kinds of uh, uh, menu options in terms of the way they, you know, take out food or uh, purchase things online. So you have to be able to understand the, that you have to solve the, solve the right problem and identify the right problem. And there are two ways to do that. One is called primary research and the other one's secondary research. So 
Secondary research is what you might do first as you're starting a business or as you're looking to adjust your business. And that actually means you can actually look online um, and go to uh, uh, and and um, go to industry trade organizations. Look at things like Price Waterhouse. Go to Google Trends, which is a really good uh, thing where you can look up keywords to see what's where the traffic is online. And you do that research to see where the demand is um, and, and where things are going in general. Once you've done that and you can kind of validate your market based upon the problem you're thinking of solving and the industry that you're thinking of solving, then you go to the primary research. And that's where you actually talk to individual customers. And you do that by talking to existing customers that you have or you talk to um you know, pr- prospective customers that you have or, com- or customers that you, that you want. And obviously you have to do it in a different way than you might do it otherwise in a normal circumstance, but people are still needing to communicate. People are some, sometimes getting together, uh, but you have to be able to get face to face and make people feel, um, what your service or product feels like. And if it's a technology product that's scalable, that can be felt in a different way than, than uh, something different that you're that you're working with that that might need to be felt face to face, then you have to make that adjustment. And so, um, so solving the wrong problem is is uh, the number one pitfall that inhibits growth. And again, out of the gate, if you if you're focused on the wrong problem, then then um, um, you know then then you're going to go down the wrong path. Um, so I would agree with that. Well, well, I was going to say, but just I'll, I'll pause you for a second. Uh, solving the right problem and trying to, and, and so, trying to solve too many problems. I find a lot of small businesses uh, try to be all things to all people, and that's uh, you know maybe uh, the the sixth pitfall in my opinion. They try to be all things to all people. Have you seen a lot of that in your work? I do. Um, we can talk about this a little bit later, but one of the parts of, uh, of that I deliver is something called the four strategic shifts, and it involves uh, not just winning today to how to sustain your business, but how to grow your business. And part of growing your business is to identify where the white space is, where some of those opportunities are, and then be able to assess and qualify them and then prioritize them so that you're actually focusing on the ones that you have the data around that you know will provide the highest return uh, and and that will have the best impact to the vision for your company. And so um, a lot of people do chase that shiny object and uh, and and that's not good. Um, so you want to you want to implement the things that are the easiest to implement that have the highest impact that have the lowest amount of capital required. And uh, there's a process to do that. And you have to stay the course and use a filter mechanism to understand, you know, what the end game is for your for your company in terms of what your goals are and how everything passes through that filter with every major decision you make. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that for sure. If we have some time, I'd like to talk a little more about that. So let's talk about cash because cash is king, right? And I think that uh, I, uh, I wrote a white paper about why businesses fail. And uh, it's, the cash is definitely on that list. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts about that. Yeah, so that's you, you're reading my mind. The second pitfall is not managing your finances well. So uh, indeed, cash is king. And um, and so um, 
you know, what that means is um, you really have to understand how you're going to deploy your money and, um, and be able to prioritize um, how you manage your finances. So if you're raising capital, which is harder to do right now, because uh, people who invest in you typically want to, you know, kick the tires and be able to meet in person. So the, the venture capital world is, is a little tighter right now. But being able to budget your capital, uh, being able to understand, you know, I work with a lot of people understanding their financial statements and how to manage a P&L. They don't understand how a cash flow statement and a P&L and a balance sheet all tie together and how they impact one another in terms of you, be, you being able to manage your business and have the right amount of cash and have the right amount of investment. And then a lot of finance has to do with risk management. Um, uh, being an entrepreneur is not about making products and having an impact. It's about putting something out there that can, um, it, it's about continuing, continuing to, to de-risk your venture. So it's all the things that you can do to make that your venture less risky. Four percent of um, you know new new companies ever make it to the million dollar mark, and so ninety six percent of it them do not, <laughs> and most of them don't make enough money to support a family. So you know being able to manage that risk down in a consistent way increases your odds quite a bit. And um, one of the things about cash being king is um, in this first strategic shift about stabilizing your business, um, I talk about how to get cash in today. And, and, um, and so a lot of people, you know, focused on stabilizing today are cutting costs left and right, not knowing what that means you know, for six months from now, but they're just trying to keep their heads above water. But the, but in order to cash in, you really have to um, change your approach with your existing customers. You have existing customers who trust you, who have bought from you before, who have approved your work, who would refer you to other people, and their needs are changing. So is there a way that you can sell them some more services or different services if they you know, are hurting financially, can you sell them a discounted type of service that, that will keep them happy as a customer and keep them engaged long-term? Can you sell them a premium product above what, above what you do or a complementary product that meets their needs? And you can only do that by engaging and ca- uh, engaging with them. The second thing about cashing in is, um, is looking at people uh, and prospects in your pipeline. These are people who have expressed an interest who are close to maybe, uh, you know, consummating a sale and maybe things have changed a little bit with COVID, but clearly they had a need uh, and they're not just uh, new new people that you haven't touched before. So if you want to get cash in the door now, um, you have to meet the needs of your existing customers in a different way. You have to be able to reel in the prospective customers who still have needs in the right way. Um, and the last thing is you really have to manage your receivables. So, you know, some companies have pretty loose receivable policies and with companies having trouble right now, uh, the, the rate of default is going up and it's harder to, to, to get money in. So if you can tighten the reins on that and manage that appropriately, that really helps you manage your finances better and keep, keep and give you the ability to put away some cash 
so so you can invest it in the right things go forward at the right time. So that's pitfall number two. Yeah, and and I can I can back that up. Every time I've ever struggled, because I've owned probably half a dozen or more small businesses from a different variety of different industries. Anytime I had an issue, uh, it was always right. And and people don't realize small business owners that whatever success you're having today is not always going to stick around. And I think you kind of alluded to it. Um, you know, seasons happen. You know, businesses is, have seasons just like we have out here in you know winter, spring, and fall. And there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be things like COVID that hit and other things that are going to knock you off your feet. And you need to be prepared for those. So I can, I can attest to, to, uh, you know, one month you've got, uh, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. And then two months later, you don't, you're struggling just to make the rent, right? Um, it, it takes it overnight. Like it just seems like it sneaks up on you. What are your thoughts, um, around having for small business? Cause I know that, you know, managing the flow is a big part of it, but do you, do you believe you should have a stockpile of cash? Uh, and I, it's going to be obviously every situation is different. It's going to be industry or, or business specific, but what are your general thoughts? Should they have some reserves for cash or what do you think? Well, uh, you know, um, it's not unlike have your household, right? They say, make sure you have six months of, of cash if you lose your job so that you, or liquid assets so that you can maintain things until you get back on your feet. Um, you know, with a business, you have to be able to survive different changes or invest in different changes. And so, um, I'm not talking about stockpiling cash like billions of dollars like Apple or others that just are holding on to it for the, for the next acquisition or, or downturn. Um, or, or, you know, investment, but you need a, you need enough, you know, cash, uh, provides you leverage. It gives you, um, opportunities to do things at the right time. And one of the things that I like have, have, have done in my businesses is I don't always necessarily hire someone for a specific position. If I find somebody that I know will help me take my business to the next level based upon an attitude and a specific skill set, even though there isn't a job, I may bring that person on because I know that um, that, that person is going to help drive the business to the next level at the right time in the right way. And so y- y- you have to you have to have a certain amount of cash just for protection, but it's also good to have some liquid assets to be able to um, you know incur some of the speed bumps and also invest in the right things at the right time. And you, you were right. You know, it depends on the business. It depends on the, there's something called a cash conversion cycle. Uh, and there's a formula for that. And, uh, you can look it up online, but it's basically how long it takes from when you invest a dollar in your business from, you know, for, for, for anything from, you know, the first, um, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're making water bottles, you know, from the first, <laughs> um, from the first dollar that you spend on raw materials to, to make those, you know, water bottles to actually when it actually gets bought at the, at the supermarket or the, the you know, the store or somewhere, um, the length of time that it takes for that cash conversion cycle to occur will dictate how much cash you need as, as, as an example, because you're front ending, um, and investing in something that you expect an outcome and expect a return on. And, and, and you're, you know, that's why having, um, lines of credit are important. 
um, and and having abilities to actually, you know, um, just as the opposite of trying to reduce your receivables, you want to extend your payables uh, in a reasonable way, but also treat your partners like and, and suppliers, you know, as best you can. No, I agree with that, and I like what you said about not just having a um, a reserve for those rainy days, but giving you the flexibility to jump on opportunities, like I said, maybe a potential hire or expand the new market. You know, if you don't have any money, how can you grow uh, when those opportunities present themselves? So that's a great uh, great piece of advice. Uh, let's talk about a little bit. You kind of talked about one of my, if we, if we have a little time left, uh, the four strategic shifts. Um Tell us a little bit about that and, and how those are important to small business growth. Sure. Um, well, the four strategic shifts are win today, think different, achieve disruptive growth, and gain high-end independence. And we talked about win today a lot, and it's about how to stabilize your business more effectively now to set the foundation for massive future growth. And it involves cashing in. So we kind of talked about that a little bit. It involves controlling your costs, so that's managing costs that don't directly um, provide um, opportunities for you to drive revenue. So people, you know, people who are furloughing people are cutting heads or cutting cutting their nose off despite their face in some places because they're cutting people who are actually driving revenue and driving the growth of your business as opposed to the ones that could either be outsourced or made more variable or, you know, or maybe you postpone some inventory purchases or equipment purchases that allow you to control those costs today. And then the last thing on when today is connecting. It's how do you connect, um, how do you connect with people today and keep your network and pipeline moving forward? Because there are a lot of people who do not keep that primed. And so if you're not continually talking to people, you're, you're not testing the market and understanding how you can best serve. And today it's, it's really nice because you can connect with people at home. It's a little bit more personal. It's a little bit more relaxed. You can really understand their needs a little bit better and actually show some empathy because everybody's going through something right now. Second thing is think different. This is my favorite one because it's really out of the box kind of stuff. It's how do you, what do you, how to dare to stretch the boundaries of what's possible so you can identify opportunities that generate disruptive growth and profit. And what that means is three things, envisioning, assessing, and qualifying. So the envisioning is what can you do for your business if you had no constraints, if you had no, um, if you had unlimited dollars and unlimited time, what would you, what could you do? And Airbnb used this methodology and they um, were able to look at uh, an opportunity uh, for them to put together a concierge business that actually is their most profitable business now by doing that. And they looked at things that were much more bold and audacious, but those were things that eventually that, you know, because there were no constraints on the, on what they were thinking, but they backed off a little bit uh, based upon what was most impactful and what was most appropriate. Then, then there's assessing and qualifying and assessing is actually doing the research you know, to see if there's a real need based upon what you're envisioning and qualifying is doing is actually um, um, doing the math. So what's the ROI on it, the NPV, the IRR, whatever KPI you use uh, to actually qualify to see if is it in an in or out based upon what we're envisioning. 
The third one's achieving disruptive growth. So it's how do you grow? It's how do you achieve disruptive growth by prioritizing and pursuing the best opportunity so you can grow and profit faster. And that's prioritizing, which I said was what's most impactful and easiest to implement, strategizing, um, and that's creating a blueprint to execute and then actually doing the execution of the work. And then the last one is gaining high independence, the last shift. And it's how to systematize your processes so you can spend more time doing what you love on your own terms. So it's automating so that you can focus on um, the higher impact things um, and have more consistency in your output. It's duplicating, which is uh, having your um, having other members of the team available so that and skilled so that not everything relies on the, on the entrepreneur or the founder. Um, and then, and then having supports the last thing it's having a mentor, it's having a business coach, it's having somebody that helps you gain that high end independence. So your business is sustainable, uh, and, and is something an investor would look at, um, in their, you know, with their, um, uh, viewpoint as, 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 uh, what makes a company most valuable. And so those are the four strategic shifts for people who are interested in, in, in uh, downloading what I just described, they can actually go to um, uh, a URL. It's www.midcourseadvisors.com slash the number four dash strategic dash shifts, and then get a copy of it. Hey, I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. I really appreciate you going through that and obviously giving our listeners that uh, free download. Uh, I mean, all that's, I mean, that's, that's a, just that five minute spill is definitely a chalk full of tons of golden nuggets. I really, the one I talk about a lot is, is you can't grow your business if you're working constantly in your business. And I think, I mean, all those are important, but that's, um, that's something a lot of small business owners tend to, to forget that, you know, if you're really going to, you know, grow your business. You you got to start taking off some hats and letting other people wear them, right? Well, uh, definitely. And a lot of it has to do with control. And and you know, when you're a two or three person company and you put your, you know, your butt on the line financially and with your reputation and everything you're doing, you you're going to want to know everything that's going on. But as you grow to eight people and ten people and fifty people and and more your communication channels and your ability to delegate is what, what will allow you to scale for sure. Um, and I use a, 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 an analogy, you know, we're talking about on the business and in the business. That's, you know, a term that's used a lot. I tend to, I like to use uh, an analogy that I, that I think rings true with a lot of people. And that is I have two daughters who are young adults, but I taught them how to drive when they were, you know, 16, 17 years old. And when they were sitting behind the wheel and I was in the drive and I was in the passenger seat, they were holding the wheel really tight and they were looking out just beyond the hood because they were really scared and they were clenching the wheel and they were really nervous. And th- both of them did that. And I said to both of them, you know, I understand where you're, where you're coming from. I was like that too. When I first learned how to drive, I was inexperienced. I was uncertain. I was scared. Um, but I needed to realize that I have to look beyond the hood in order to see what's coming at me so that I can make the appropriate adjustments. And so you, you can't just be looking just beyond the hood. You have to look down the road in order to kind of understand what's coming at you, because if not, you'll, you'll always be chasing your tail. Uh, and, and so, um, and, and 
most business people that I work with have the right answers. They know the, they know what the right solution is. They know their business. They know their people and they know their bottlenecks. The problem is, is, is they're so in the weeds and they're so, and, and they're not objective. Uh, they're biased. So they, they don't have the ability to kind of decompartmentalize it and think through it. And I'm able to actually facilitate those kinds of things based upon the processes I've come up with and the experience that I have. And it's resulted in, you know, in the past four years since I opened my uh, shop, uh, $90 million in incremental revenue and $20 million in incremental profit and counting. So, um, you know, proud of the relationships I've built and, 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 and what I've been able to help some people do. Yeah, and that's a great analogy. Uh, Andy, one thing we, as we start to wind down here that we didn't talk about is you also have a book. Um, you're an author as well, correct? Yeah. Um, well, one of the things I teach is um, I have it backing up. I do have a book. It's called Grow Like a Pro. And I wrote it. It came out in uh, last month in a, in a timely way for people who are trying to manage the COVID because it's got a lot of the elements. And the reason I wrote it, uh, it was it, it took a couple of years in process for me to put it together as I was doing other things. But the reason I wrote it was because I was pulling um, information from my own brain and from my computer and from other sources in order to serve clients. And then I, and I, and I was doing it over and over and over again. And I said, there's got to be a better way for me to package this and a better way for me to reach more people at different levels. And so, um, grow like a pro, you know, it's gotten great reviews. I've gotten great feedback on it. It's got links throughout the book that you can just click on if you get the ebook. Um, and you can certainly type it in if you get the hard copy and use a highlighter all over it, but it's got, it actually has uh, areas, um, you know, it, it's got all the different areas you need to do to manage and grow your business. Um, and and, um, and um, it's got actionable things where you can, like I said, download those links so you can actually have templates that you can employ for your business right then and there uh, as opposed to just having it be a, a, a fluffy kind of uh, read. It's something that you could, you can really move forward on. And so, um, so I'm, you know, I encourage people to take a look at the book. It's on Amazon. It's called Grow Like a Pro. I'll make sure I link that in the show notes as well. And if you're a small business owner and you want to learn some of these lessons that Andy's talking about, I, I definitely suggest you go check out that book, Grow Like a Pro. Uh, Andy, as we wind down, is there anything else you'd like to, to, Bring up to our listeners before we head out. Sure. Uh, two other things. One is just on that note, I do offer, um, one of the things that I teach, I was starting to mention that before the book, but one of the things I teach, I teach a, an entrepreneurship class at a, at a university here in Atlanta is uh, good, better, best. So different people have different value needs and different price points. And some people like the high end and premium product and are willing to pay the premium price based on their needs. Some like the middle, some like the low. Um, and, and, and so, um, I have a book, uh, that I mentioned that's obviously the lowest price point, but the lowest level of engagement. I also have an online course, um, that's a five week course that people can go online and it's filled with, uh, um, a lot more context and detail about what you can do to manage through these four shifts and, and succeed. 
Um, and, uh, and so, um, you can find that on my website as well, midcourseadvisors.com. Uh, and then I have, you know, uh, you know, a big part of my business that has obviously, uh, become more, um, uh, on lot more, uh, remote and virtual than in person, but I do a lot of one-to-one high impact coaching for business leaders as well to help drive the maximum value in the shortest period of time. Um, and, um, and so, um, I'm happy to have a free strategy session with anybody. They can sign up for it on my website, midcourseadvisors.com. Um, and I guess the only other thing I would leave you with is we kind of, we only touched on really two of the pitfalls that inhibit growth. <laughs> there are three others and, uh, and I'll just, uh, tell you what those are without spending too much time on them. It's, it's making, you know, uh, the first one was solving the wrong problem. The second one was not managing the finance as well. And then the other three are not leading with transparency, which means you have in tough times like this, people, you know, if, if, if you act as a leader who's uncertain and uptight, how do you think your employees or team members are going to be? So um, if you're as transparent as possible with them to tell you, tell them where you stand, where, where things are going to go and how they can be of help and what the impact is, you're going to get much better productivity and alignment. Um, the fourth thing is, is not delegating. So we've talked about that a little bit too already. Um, and the fifth thing is not getting support, coaching or mentorship. So, um, those are those five pitfalls really uh, in my career and what I've seen really inhibit growth. And, and, um, you know, if, if people can unpack that and solve that with some coaching and, 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 and a path that helps them go forward, um, um, you know, that's the, that's the ultimate thing that they can do to succeed. And, um, I will leave you with a quote. There was a, an entertainer from the fifties, uh, named Jimmy Dean, and he's known more now for his sausage links. Cause I think he started a company that did that, but he had an interesting, you know, so he's an entrepreneur and an entertainer. And he had a quote that says, I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. So I think that quote says it all. Just, you know, you, you always can control what you can control to get where you want to go. Um, and, you know, I wish your listeners the best of luck in their journeys. <laughs> and that's never, uh, there's never been a more relevant quote than the current situation we're in now, right? I would say, and that's an old quote, but it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> Still relevant. Awesome. Well, you kind of already alluded to it. So if our listeners want to reach out to you and find out more about the, the types of work that you do, where can they hunt you down at, my friend? Uh, well, if they go to uh, my website, the best place, midcourseadvisors.com, um, where they can find just about anything. But if you want to go directly to get the four strategic shifts, I mentioned that earlier, midcourseadvisors.com slash four dash strategic dash shifts. And my email is uh, A-G-O-L-D-S-T-R-O-M, A-Goldstrom at midcourseadvisors.com. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. Thank you so much. Yeah, and obviously people can connect with me on LinkedIn or follow me, you know, me and my company as well. I welcome that. Any way I can help. Awesome. Hey, Andy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Really enjoyed it. Me too. And to all our listeners, I hope you learned at least one thing today that will help take you 
to the next level. Hey, thanks for listening today. For more episodes, make sure to click the subscribe button below and check out our blog for other impactful information that might be of interest to you at vizanaconsulting.com forward slash blog. That's Vizana, V as in victory, E-Z-I-N-A, consulting.com slash blog. If you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for a future episode, you can email us at podcast at vizanaconsulting.com. That's podcast at vizanaconsulting.com. I'm your host, Ben Vizana, and I'll see you next time on the Next Level Leadership and Small Business Owner Show. Oh, 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 oh